Hey guys, welcome to the show. It's been an amazing, amazing week. The European competitions are back, the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Europa League, and for the very first time, the Conference League. What an amazing outing, what an amazing first round of actions in the group stage. Ah, Camp Nou was lit, you know, the game at Bruges was on point, Anfield was electric as we normally used to. Uh, Real Madrid had a fantastic outing, football is back, we've been out for quite some time, but right now we're back on the show and football is back in our ears, on our screens, and it's the game that we love and how are we enjoying what is the Champions League for season 2021-2022 season. It is looking forward to being an amazing, amazing uh, competition. The UEFA Champions League every time is a competition to watch. You know, it crowns off all the action of the season. It is what every football fan wishes their team um, gets the trophy at the end of the day. But as we say, most of the time, it's not about who has the best team. Like Chelsea last season, they weren't the best of the best, but they are champions of Europe right now. And I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to the Locker Room Podcast with Rose of Views. I'm your host, Rose of Views, right here. It's all about the beautiful game of football. We look at all the hot talking points, the matches, the fixtures, what to look out for. And we do analysis of the game. We break the game down, look at intricate parts of the game, where it went wrong, where it went right. If you're a football fan, you love football like I do, then this definitely is the place for you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LR with Rose of Views, one word. And you can always listen to all our podcasting episodes on all the podcasting platforms like Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many more in the description of the episode. On today's episode, is more about the action from the UEFA Champions League and a preview to the weekend's actions across La Liga and the, and the Premier League. So right now, we're going to be looking at all the group stage action. What happened? What are the talking points? And what do we expect in each of the group in the Champions League? Stay tuned. It promises to be a great time on the show. Welcome once again to the show. It's been an incredible week, just like I've stated. And right now, we are diving straight into the action. We're diving, we're diving straight into the heart of the sea, where it all happened. The first official game of the Champions League group stage for season 2021-2022 was Young Boys Manchester United. That's where we're starting our action this week. And that's where we're starting our analysis this week. Oligon Associate, the man at the end of the wheels, the man that knows what works. Supposedly, you know, Manchester United fans, there's their 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 face sets of Manchester United fans that love Oligon Associate, and their face sets of the Manchester United fans that want him out. You know, almost after the end of every single game, we see fans with the with Ole out, Ole out, Ole out, and we know what is 
the problem right now at Manchester United. But before we dive into the problems of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, what happened? Manchester United fans, the game against Young Boys was an impressive outing for the Young Boys. Manchester United started that game with their newest signing, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the greatest players ever to grace the green turf of football. He scored within the first 15 minutes and as the game went on, Manchester United had a red card from Aaron Wambisaka, you know, trying to get the ball from behind, but he misses it by uh, a clear margin and he was sent off, you know, and that became a problem for Manchester United. Manchester United could not get their game going and eventually young boys equalized it was more like a, a poked shot the, the striker poked the shot into the into the net and at the final minute you know at the final minute of the game uh jesse lingard who came in for cristiano ronaldo because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer pulled out cristiano ronaldo from the game and brought in jesse lingard and lingard trying to play the ball back to his goalkeeper ended up giving um, young boys a clear cut chance it was more of a true ball than a back pass and that wrapped it up as young boys stole the game at the last minute 2-1 uh young boys victorious in that group and that group it is all of it's manchester united young boys atlanta and Villarreal. so it's gonna be a very difficult group for manchester united you know most people believe once you have Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi within your ranks that you have no problem but it's not it's not it's not the case I'm listening to several pundits listening to several Manchester United fans of on the analysis of the game you know most people say oh they're gonna socially got his tactics wrong and I think that has been a perpetual problem with Manchester United you know looking at their campaign last season there were games where they dropped points from winning positions and there were games where they had to really, really come back from behind. And most of the fans said, ah, oh, Ole Solskjaer is not so good with his man management skills. He makes the wrong substitutions. And I think at the end of every season, you know, the, 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 the head coach, the manager, the, the directors, you know, everyone has to sit down and reflect on the season. You know, we have to know where did they get it wrong? What do we need to improve on? I think Manchester United have not done enough in that regard. You don't pull out Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I know I understand. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the game says uh, we have to rest Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, he's a fantastic player, but we also have to manage him. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of games. You know, the Premier League has a lot of competitions. There are four competitions to play in. And Cristiano Ronaldo definitely is going to be paramount to Manchester United's victory. In those four competitions. So, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? In the Champions League game, trying to rest one of the greatest ever players to bring in another player in form, Jesse Linga, you know, had a fantastic um, season with West Ham. But I would say the, the approach of Manchester United in that game wasn't the best because chances weren't being created enough. So, it's not more about Cristiano Ronaldo, it's more about the mindset of the team right you pull cristiano ronaldo out you had the red card you should find a way to eliminate young boys's uh, ability to get behind the ball ability for them to win the ball and eventually equalize and then going on to win the game i think it was more about the tactical approach of manchester united 
the tactical approach wasn't great, you know. Beyond Ronaldo getting the first goal, the chances weren't created uh, with, 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 with Manchester United being by far the, the, the bigger team. They should have created more chances, you know. They should have taken that game to young boys and at least the game should be done and dusted in the first half, you know, like three goals to nothing. Then you can take off Cristiano Ronaldo. Then you can bring in Jesse Lingard. But the game is not done. You need the win. You're drawing. And you have Cristiano Ronaldo within your ranks. You should think of pulling out somebody else. Not Cristiano Ronaldo. But with, as time goes on, depending on the nature of the game, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can make that change. He can get Cristiano Ronaldo out of the team and bring someone else into the team. Because the team is already in a winning position and uh the the probability of losing that game is a little bit in is is very very minimal I, I would say so those are the scenarios where you take out cristiano ronaldo because we all know that cristiano ronaldo is a goal scoring machine is always going to be among the goal scorers is always going to want to score is a serial goal scorer so i see no reason personally why ole gunnar so shy will uh would have taken out cristiano ronaldo but in his own in his own justification right he had a reason for taking him out but looking at looking at the the, the rest of, of 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 the game you know looking at what happened in that game you know the the, the first um, substitution for Manchester uh, United was um, Sancho or, or for um, Diego for Diego D Dalo coming back into the ranks. You know that in its own self limits the attack for Manchester United, and they go on to um, take out uh, Vonnie Van de Beek for Rafael Varane. It was more defensive than attack. Right, he, he, you make two changes, and those two changes were defensive changes, limiting, you know, drastically cutting the supply to the attack. Yes, you have Cristiano Ronaldo, but you need to get someone to supply. You need to get people who can hold on to the possession in positive um positions within um the game that hold the ball high up the pitch, not in your own half, not in front of your goalkeeper. You know, the first. Um, substitution you brought in Dalo, which is more of a defensive player, and you brought in Rafael Varane, another defensive player. And then in the 72nd minute, you take out Cristiano Ronaldo and then you bring in Jesse Lingard. And then Bruno Fernandes goes up for Nemanja Matic and uh, Fred for Anthony Marshall. This is very wrong, you know, he just kept on defending against a team you're supposed to boss. That that is the caliber of Manchester United. That is the the level Manchester United are. You're not supposed to. You, 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 the, the 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 substitutions he made just shows you that there's a manager in panic right now. It was in panic mode. He felt the game slipping away from United, and he was just more concerned with defending. And you see, when you're focused on on not losing, you eventually lose. That's what happens. You know, it was just trying as much as possible to go home with just a point and eventually you know football is very very heartbreaking it gives us the the worst lessons sometimes and, and Manchester United had to learn the hard way they lost the game so at the end of the day you bring in about four four defenders in in in, in about three defenders out, out of a possible five subs 
it didn't show at the end of the day because they still lost the game. You know, the tr only two attacking-minded players he brought in, Jesse Linga and Anthony Martial. Anthony Martial even came in when the game was almost done and dusted, you know, the game was almost at, at, at the end. So these are things that Manchester United need to work out on. Look, still within the group, uh, within Manchester United's group, the next teams are where Villarreal and Atlanta getting their game on. A much more interesting game there, uh, where Villarreal and Atlanta played a 2-0 draw. Fantastic, fantastic game for them. It's been uh, a fantastic couple of months for uh, Villarreal. And they are still pushing. They are still within uh, what is a fairy tale time for them. Their first ever um, trophy by Unai Emery. And now they are in the Champions League. Let us see how far they can go. You know, uh, Villarreal is a very technical team with, with a lot of talented players. They have very good defenders that are good at passing the ball out from the back. You know, they have very fast players on the wings. They have the likes of Chukweze and Danjuma. Uh, top, top players. Uh, Gerard Moreno in the top form of his life. You know, scoring one of the highest uh, number of goals last season. An amazing, amazing player. Uh, let's see uh, what's going to happen. But on the night, on the night, right, at the uh, at the Ceramica Stadium, home to uh, Villarreal, it was an absolute interesting game. You know, both teams came out uh, guns blazing. And right at the sixth minute, Atlanta went up. Uh, they scored first uh, with um, Remo Froehler. The goal scorer, uh, Atlanta, a very much attacking side. We know how good they are in attacking this team. Uh, one of the highest attackers in, in recent years, you know, chances scored, chances created, you know, very, very good side. You know, we have the likes of Zapata. They had Papu Gomez, but Papu Gomez right now is a severe, but a very, very solid side. But being that, but but having said that, you know, uh, Manu Trigueros at the 39th minute comes up with the equalizer. A man known to be a teacher, they call him the teacher in the Spanish La Liga, levels it up for Villarreal. And uh, Dan Juma, the new signing on the 73rd minute, scores what he thought would be the winning goal. But a man named Gosens, all the way from the German national team, a fantastic player in the Euros equalizes on the day for Atlanta. The game ended to all. Fantastic, fantastic group. The group is uh, looking to be a very, very interesting group. You know, uh, right now, young boys are top of the group. Uh, Manchester United are bottom of the group. And Atlanta and Villarreal are second, joint second in the group. It's not going to be a walk in the park for any of these teams, you know. Uh, Manchester United, they are not going to have an easy game against either Villarreal or Atlanta. We know Atlanta has a very good attack. So if Manchester United are not um, decent or are not very much composed in the back, they might concede a couple of goals from Atlanta and Villarreal and Manchester United, which is much of a which is more of a cameo of the Europa League final and uh, on the day Villarreal were victors. So. Uh, both teams know themselves very well. Cristiano Ronaldo knows Villarreal very well from his time at Real Madrid. And Villarreal are also aware 
of the threat that Cristiano Ronaldo poses are against them. So it's going to be a very, very interesting couple of weeks in um, this group for Manchester United, Villarreal, Atlanta and Young Boys. Well, moving on to uh, other games, uh, or much more uh, mouth-watering fixtures, and we are moving to the Colosseum of Football in Spain. Yet again, it is the Camp Nou home to football club Barcelona. Uh, it's Barcelona against Bayern Munich, one of the most anticipated talked-about games in the group stage of this year's UEFA Champions League. Uh, just over a year ago, in Lisbon, uh, Bayern Munich played football club Barcelona in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And it was a game that, that saw uh, a, a change in paradigm at football club Barcelona, where both teams clashed horns, but uh, Bayern Munich crushed and bashed and trashed uh, Barcelona in, a, in an 8-2 thriller fantastic game from Bayern Munich you know Bayern Munich were ruthless they were unstoppable on the day they marauded Barca you know they swept the floor with Barca Barca half they puffed but their voices weren't loud enough and Bayern Munich suffocated them every time they had the ball Barca could not break out uh it was a very very uh difficult game for Barca it affected them psychologically you know we saw a lot of players leave the team after the game, you know, after the end of that season. Kike Setien, uh, the manager at that time, losing his job, you know, the likes of Arturo Vidal, uh, even Rakitic, uh, Luis Suarez, Nelson Semedo. Uh, these were some of the players that lost their place in the team. Uh, the team needed to find a way to, you know, regenerate, to regrow. And since then, they've been in a, uh, a stage of transition. But I'll say uh, Barca has, have suffered uh, a couple of blows from the UEFA Champions League, you know, starting from Rome. You know, Roma doing a comeback against uh, Barca from um, uh, Manolas' uh, final header. You know, difficult game for them to come back. And, they, and then they went to Anfield and Liverpool did uh, a comeback. Four goals to nothing at Anfield. All those coupled with 8-2 has been a very, very difficult time for Barca in Europe. And I think that was more in their minds than actually facing the opposition on the day. Because um, Ronald Koeman uh, opted yet again for three players at the back. And um, even having used three players at the back, the game still ended three goals to nothing. But let, let's look at Barcelona microscopically now let's let's just take our time and analyze the the the, the current situation at Barca you know uh I can understand Coman's post-match statement saying this is the best he could do because uh there's a recent trend in Barca where at the start of every new season they lose a couple of important players uh majorly to injuries you know starting from the 2019-2020 season where uh, they started the season without uh, Luis Suarez and Lionel Messi. That was Antoine Griezmann's first season in the team. It was very difficult for him to gel. It was very difficult for Barca to win. You know, two of their uh, major attacking threats were out. And they, I think they, they were injured twice. 
during the course of the season are really it really really affected um football club barcelona and cost them the title at the end you know last season we saw uh ansu fati being injured philip coutinho being injured uh uh Lionel messi on the other hand had a lot to to deal with you know looking at how the 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 summer of that year when you know um luis suarez leaving the the team a lot of promises not being met you know that added to a lot of psychological pressure for Lionel messi so he wasn't playing at his uh regular lofty standards so that affected barca cost them the title this season they have the likes of uh uh Sergio Kun Aguero injured the likes of Martin Brightweight injured Osman Dembele is injured you know Philip Coutinho is just back from injury and Sumani Fati injured uh Jordi Alba wasn't fit prior to the game Serginio Des not fit uh Gerard Piquet and Mark Andre Testegen all just coming back from injuries so it's been a very difficult time it's been a very difficult time at football club barcelona you know having um key players fit and available for games but that is what it is that's why gerard pk at the end of the game and um, says this is who we are and we have to deal with it right now but when players get back into the line they'll probably be able to um compete more but leaving that aside i think more Things were evident in the night was um, Ronald Koeman's tactical approach to the game. Based on how the team was set up and based on the the way the team played, it was evident that Ronald Koeman was much more interested in defending and not conceding another eight goals uh, against Bayern Munich than actually attacking Bayern Munich and looking to cause them any form of danger you know the first half was more like Barcelona had no interest in attacking Barca just wanted to sit back defend 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 but I, I, I have to give it to them defensively Barca were great on the night you know looking at the the, the chances that Bayern had the, the 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 tackles the blocks you know Araujo, Gerard Piquet, Eric Garcia were on point on the night Although for me, Eric Garcia was a little bit inconsistent amongst the three, but great showing because even at the end of the day, Bayern's goal, the first goal from Müller, was a deflection of uh, Eric Garcia's back, and the remaining two goals were subject to rebound. But my 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 problem is those goals came up as a result of um, Football Club Barcelona having to sit back, sit back, invite pressure invite pressure eventually it is gonna break eventually Bayern Munich are gonna get a chance that's just how it is you don't defend against teams like uh Liverpool Bayern Munich uh Real Madrid you don't you just don't sit man Manchester City you just don't sit back and invite pressure pressure upon pressure eventually these teams will score and eventually they would break the game that's what happened even in the second half, when uh, Bayern Munich's intensity sort of dropped, Barca had no desire whatsoever to attack this team. Barca just wanted to hold the ball and manage the game, let the game end 2-0. Barca were a bit satisfied with the game ending at 2-0. And for me, you know, in that game, I was surprised when Ronald Koeman 
was about to make a substitution and he brought in Gavi and Yusuf Demir. Now, these guys are young talents, but I think they are not ready. They are not, they are not mentally and professionally ready to play against a team like Bayern Munich. You know, because it was one of the... Uh, the, the 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 substitute that made a mistake for the third goal. But what, what I'm saying is in that game, Ronald Koeman should have brought in Oscar Mingesa early enough, or Mingesa should have started and taken air uh, and then take Eric Garcia out. And Philippe Coutinho should have been in that team early enough. You know, if he wanted to attack, but it was clear that Ronald Koeman was much more interested in defending. And I think he just wasted those subs. You know, those players didn't have a reason to be on the pitch on that day. They can play in the game again in the weekend in La Liga, but against a team like Bayern Munich, I didn't see the need. I just think Coma was trying to make a statement, but it wasn't necessary on the night. It was just all wrong tactics from Ronald Koeman. But like Gerard Pique said. When the players, the key players, the Sergio Agueros, you know, the Ansu Fati, Osman Dembele, Philippe Coutinho went fully fit, this team, Football Club Barcelona, will be able to challenge for, it might be Copa del Rey again, it might be La Liga, they might be able to go far in the Champions League, you know, football is not a, it's not a game played on paper, you know, uh, last year, uh, Chelsea didn't have the best team they won, we've seen teams that have won the Champions League and not been the best, you know, over the years so champions league is not decided by that but it it's more about what you can do on the night what you can translate to the playing surface that that is all that matters so i think people should get ready to see a different barca you know luke de young is coming a lot of people criticized it but i think for me he had an okay game you know 80 um, percent pass accuracy he didn't lose the ball but he didn't have enough to walk with there was not not enough supply for both him and memphis Depay. for the very first time Barca failed to record a shot on target wow it's it's just what it is it shows you the ideas of ronald kuman on the night was just negative all true but i think um looking at dinamo kiev and benfica Barcelona will be looking at those games as a must-win because it is very, very difficult. Till the team is at full stretch, full standard, Barca cannot go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bayern Munich at the moment with all their players intact. On the day, uh, you know, Dio Upamakano was on point. It was absolutely everywhere, you know. Joshua Kimmich, Alfonso Davis uh leon goreska these aren't players they want to play against without having a full squad not to talk about robert Lewandowski right now so these are things that barcelona needs to factor into the game so come benfica come dinamo kiev barcelona have to take all three points if they want to finish in the if they want to qualify for the knockout stages now we head to the group of the UEFA Champions League champions, the champions of Europe. You know, it's Chelsea's group. It is Chelsea, Juventus, Malmo, and Zenit St. Petersburg. Uh, well, on the day, Chelsea looking like the champions. You know, they started the game with all their superstars coming out with all their accolades and awards. What a fantastic, fantastic season it's been for Chelsea. But on the day, 
Uh, they were only able to score a singular goal from the new number nine, Romelu Lukaku. You know, Lukaku also scores twice in uh, at the weekend. This is what Chelsea needed. Chelsea needed a, a number nine, a, a figure that everyone can rally around in the attack. Someone that can get the ball into the back of the net. You know, Timo Werner wasted a lot of chances last season. Uh, they had to eventually opt for a Kai Havertz at certain points in the season. So right now, they have a designated number nine and is doing damage right now to defenses in Europe. Romelu Lukaku, a man in form, a man in blue, a man for the blues. It is. Chelsea won. Zenit St. Petersburg nil. Chelsea started right where they left off. Continue to win. Continue to fight. Continue to huff and puff. And let's see what will be the end of Chelsea this season. Can they defend the title like Real Madrid? Or will we see another team? Well, within the same group, all the way from Turin, an old lady with a spice. It is Juventus against Malmo on the day. Fantastic outing for um, Juve, winning that game comfortably, three goals to nil. You know, Juventus letting um, Cristiano Ronaldo go has brought about a lot of controversy. It's brought about a lot of um, talks where people say uh, uh, Juve would not be able to attain anything. You know, right now they have just the likes of... Uh, uh, Alvaro Morata and Paulo Dybala in the front lines. But on the night, on the day, first blood to um, Juve at the 23rd minute from Alexandro and then a penalty from uh, Paulo Dybala. And finally, at the end of the first half, Alvaro Morata sets the, the stage for Juventus. Three goals to nil. So, Chelsea and Juve looking very much comfortable in that group. Well, the main game is going to come when both of them face themselves. And then we're going to see who will be the bigger dog at the end of the game. But right now, both teams looking very, very comfortable. Juventus topping the group. Chelsea second. And uh, uh, Zenit St. Petersburg third. And fourth place goes to Mao. Mo, right now we're moving to um one of the biggest groups, one of the uh most anticipated action. The group is packing a lot of heat, and the group has two of the top teams right now in Europe. Everybody wants to watch the games in that group, everybody wants to see what goes down. I'm talking about PSG, Manchester City. RB Leipzig and Club Brugge all the way from Belgium. That group is a fantastic group. He has Mark Watering fixtures, Pep Guardiola against Mauricio Pochettino, uh, Neymar, Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Sergio Ramos, Gianluigi Donnarumma, Hashcraft Hakimi, Gini Wijnaldum, you know, the likes of uh, 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 Raheem Sterling. Uh, Kelvin De Bruyne, Diaz, you know, fantastic players are in that group. Danny Omo, you know, Frostberg, Andre Silva, Angelino, everything is packed. The stage is set, but on match day, 
Club Bruja against Paris Saint-Germain. Everybody thought that game was done and dusted. Everyone thought uh, PSG are absolutely going to carry out a demolition job on Club Bruja. But uh, uh, the, on the day, it was a different scenario. It was a different Club Bruja. It was a different Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, it was far from our expectation. Very, very lackluster performance from um, the French giants in in the shape of uh, PSG. They started the night with Lionel Messi, Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, everyone buzzing with energy. Midfield, Ana Herrera, uh, Leonardo Paredes, and Gini Wijnaldum. Well, at the center of the park is Presnel Kimpembe and Marquinhos are one of the top Brazilians right now. That stage was set. Everyone thought it's PSG's night and they started as everyone expected, you know, uh, Handa Herrera getting the first goal. First blood was drawn by the Parisians and everyone thought that was the end of the game, but not too far off. Club Bruja, with an, with an ex expectation of life, they equalized fantastic Fantastic performance from Club Bruja. Uh, unfortunately for PSG, they lost Kylian Mbappe at the early hours of the second half. And from then on, the game was more of a walkabout for PSG. PSG didn't look like a very coordinated team. They couldn't string attacks together. Uh, in, my, in, in my opinion, and without due respect to Club Bruja, uh, I think if Paris Saint-Germain were against a Leipzig or a Manchester City with that um, turnout that they made on Wednesday, um, definitely they will be losing that game by quite some margin. At least 3-1, they will be losers on the day. But kudos to uh, Claude Bruja. They attacked the off. They popped um, Lang on the day. was fantastic. It caused them a lot, a lot of trouble. Uh, PSG really have to dig deep right now and find a solution quickly because they are facing RB Leipzig and Manchester City in that group. And talking about the citizens, the Blue Moon, Pep Guardiola's Imperial Army, Manchester City, what a turnout. 6-3, victors on the day. Um, RB Leipzig could not just handle what is a Manchester City attacking prowess. Uh, Manchester City, you know, on their day, it's very difficult, if not almost impossible to beat them on their day, you know. Riyad Mahrez, Hoffin and Puffin, Ferran Torres, you know, fantastic turnout. These are players, Jack Grealish, one of the most fantastic British talent right now. One of the most creative players in the Premier League, in the top front three of Manchester City on the day, you know, Bernardo Silva, Kelvin De Bruyne, Rodri, these are players that can cause you problem and they did, they demolished, they abolished, they, they um, crushed uh, RB Leipzig on the day, but RB Leipzig weren't going to go down without a fight and uh, they were able to put three goals into the net against Manchester City, uh, that shows you that it's going to be a really, really interesting season a really interesting group and uh, they lost the first game but uh come against the games uh, like uh, that of club rouge and psg they might be able to really cause some upset 
looking at the performance that uh, both teams in terms of Club Bruja and PSG put forward in their own game. So all the groups are looking very, very lively. The Champions League, as we know it, one of the most, if not the most interesting football competition on the planet. And this season is not an, is not an exception. Absolutely interesting games so far. Another yet again interesting group. Uh, we are all looking forward to that group. And that is uh, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Porto and AC Milan. That is a jam-packed team. We have teams with a lot of potential. Porto were very good last season. You know, taking out Juve, fantastic turnout for them. Can they have a similar or even better, you know, outing this time around in this year's Champions League campaign? Uh, we saw their game against the Los Cucineros of Atletico Madrid, you know, at the Wanda Metropolitano Stadium. What an outing, you know, 0-0 zero, zero for them. For me, I think Atletico Madrid always, always find a way to disappoint in the Champions League. Uh, for me, I think Diego uh, Simeone is uh, better off when he's the underdog, when his team is the underdog and they have to play against a team like Bayern, Football Club Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know, Manchester City. They do better in those scenarios. But when they have to play against teams that they are better than, then I think he finds it very difficult to have a direction of approach to um, defeat the opposition on the day. For me, I felt that should have been Atletico Madrid uh, with all three points come the end of the 90 minutes, but um, both teams often puffed and it was a goalless draw for them. Right now, Atletico Madrid still have to face AC Milan and the Reds of Messi side in shape of Liverpool. Now, Liverpool AC Milan on the day. Very, very interesting game. You know, Liverpool goes first goal. They draw first blood at Anfield, one of the most difficult difficult um stadiums to play in europe nobody wants to visit anfield the stadium is just electric you know the cop is electric you don't want to go play a return leg at anfield just like as a wenger said it's very very difficult to play there a similar they went there trent alexander arnold draws first blood and um, Ante Rebic equalizes. A similar go 2-1 up before the stroke of half time. But at the end of 19 minutes, it was Liverpool 3, A similar 2. Mo Salah, one of the greatest players to ever play for Liverpool, has reached 100 Premier League goals over the weekend. Scored again in the Champions League. And what else can you ask from your captain? Uh, Henderson with a thunderbolt of a shot. To give Liverpool all three points at the end of 19 minutes, that group is shaping up to be something very interesting. And if Atletico Madrid uh, have any desire of qualifying for the knockout stages, they have to really uh, shore up their game. They have to find a way to play against the likes of Liverpool and AC Milan. Uh, the final group for review today is... Um, is sorry, is internationally against Real Madrid in the Shakhtar Donetsk and Sheriff group. What else can you say? 
one of the biggest teams in European football, Real Madrid, waiting to the 89th minute to break the dreams of the Italians in the shape of Internationale of Milan. Rodrigo, one of the um, least expected players to score. Uh, they were looking up to the likes of Vini Jr., which is, which is very, very hot right now. He's in top form. They're looking at the likes of Eden Hazard and the likes of Karim Benzema, you know, the big boys. But at the end of the day, Rodrigo saves Real Madrid's blushes and gives them three points at the end of the day. Real Madrid topped that group. Uh, uh, no, Sheriff topped the group. Real Madrid second and Shakhtar Donetsk at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, that group is looking like uh, Real Madrid and Internationale are favourites, but as the matches turn up, as the matches roll by, the stage becomes set and the positions become clearer. It's been a, it's been a fascinating week. It's been an interesting time out in the Champions League. Looking forward to the next round of games, to the second games, and the positions begin to reshuffle and the groups begin to take shape. What are you looking out for? What are you expecting? You know, Borussia Dortmund also looking lively on the day, you know, uh, winning the game two goals to one, also against um, Besiktas of Turkey. So what are you looking forward to? You know, Erling Haaland opening his account, Robert Lewandowski right now, uh, Romelu Lukaku, guys are already in the score sheet, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Champions League himself, everybody is ready champions league is locked and loaded what are your expectations what are your predictions who do you think will finish on top and uh, what do you think is going to be the new face of uh europe chelsea fans believe is them every other football fan believes differently it is going to be yet again another interesting champions league season now, looking at the wrap-up of the actions from the UEFA Europa League and the UEFA Conference League, you know, for the very first time, I'm looking at who's going to win the Conference League. You know, Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspurs are in, 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 in the Conference League representing the English side. Let's see if Spurs can finally get it going. If Spurs can finally, you know, get their hands on silverware. You know, they, they tried in the league, uh, but that hasn't yielded anything so far. Uh, but let's see if Europe will be uh, the place for um, Spurs to blossom. But on the day against Rennes, all the way from the French Lyon uh, against Tottenham Hotspur on the ninth, the first game of the Conference League, um, Balde, um, Balde gets the first um, own goal uh, for for Lucas Moura. Um, Tottenham Hotspur goes top. They draw first blood. Um, Hoybe scores the second. Uh, but on the day, it was never to be. It ended 2-0 for them. Roma looking lively. Roma wins 5-1. You know, these are some of the hot points. You know, looking at the Conference League, it is going to be... Yet another competitions that um, mid-table teams will be looking to qualify for. It just adds to the thrill of the league. You know, uh, in the Premier League, everyone looks to the top four and looks to fifth and sixth position to qualify for Europe. But right now, there is a qualification for the Conference League. Teams like um, Leeds, you know, Leeds will be looking to qualify 
teams have finished uh, mid-table right now. Arsenal might be looking to qualify for the Conference League, you know, uh, looking at the start they've had. So these might be, these the, the Conference League eventually will be something that teams will be eager to play for, provided that it gives them uh, the right coverage in terms of um, television rights, uh, you know, takes their brand to more um, nations. Everyone begins to see more teams, you know, the, the money, the price, money at the end of the competition, if it's favorable. These are things that would attract teams. And before you know it, the Conference League will be as interesting and, and talked about as the Europa League or the UEFA Champions League. But that is going to take place in x number of years let's see how um uefa structures the competition and let's see how this year's competition is gonna end up but looking at the uefa europa league napoli and leicester city two all draw very mouth watering fixture one of the most talked about fixtures in the europa league you know um uh javi barnes Jose perez on the score sheet for leicester and victor hosimhen getting a brace for uh, Napoli, PSV Eindhoven against Real Sociedad, also uh, a two-all draw, Alexander Isak and Aiden Januzaj getting the goals for uh, Real Sociedad, but Gbappo all the way from the Netherlands, and uh, Mario Gotza also getting his name on the score sheet, the, the German player, so two-all for them, the Europa League, also brewing with a lot a lot of action it is going to be a packed packed season real betis against celtic four three an absolute goal fest right there uh first blood was drawn by celtic but then again juan miranda juan me uh boja iglesias and juan me again gets the goals for Real Sociedad. So uh, for um, uh, Real Betis, rather, everything's looking set. Europe is buzzing right now. If your team is in the Europa uh, League or the Conference League, what are your expectations? Are you looking to break the threshold? Are you looking to be the first team to win the Conference League? Or is your team trying to be like Villarreal and win their first European title this season? It all starts from right now. Let's see how these actions are going to pan out uh, the next couple of weeks. Europe right now is on fire. The teams are on fire. And let's just sit back and enjoy what is an amazing season already. On this segment of the show, it's all about the league action. It's all about the Premier League, the Spanish La Liga. We are looking at game week five in the Premier League. Action is already off the charts. Liverpool are looking ruthless. Manchester City absolutely buzzing right now. Chelsea with Romelu Lukaku looking high and fly. So what is your prediction for this weekend's action? What are you looking forward to? Um, Arsenal 
finally getting their victory. They're scoring their first ever goal for this season's campaign. Per Emmerich Aubameyang. Uh, most people believe that Arsenal are still going to lose. That the team is not ready. As uh, Some people believe Arsenal is ready. And that win against Norwich City propels them to victory. But well, this weekend, they're going up against Shane Dykes' Burnley at the 12th more. Arsenal looking to continue their winning streak. Uh, Liverpool against Crystal Palace is going to be an amazing, amazing game. Crystal Palace looking like fine wine under uh, new management of Patrick Vieira. Let's see what they can do against Crystal Palace. It is Manchester City against Southampton. Um, Pep Guardiola after the Manchester uh, City game in the Champions League, urging fans to come to um, the stadium's bar. Um, some of the fans club have come out to chastise uh, Pep Guardiola, saying he should focus more on his football than talking about fans coming into the stadium that there are um a lot of factors that can affect you know fans coming into this um stadiums looking at norwich against watford that's a championship um cameo you know both teams were in the championship last season and right now both teams are in the Premier League, you know, all the action, Manchester United against West Ham. West Ham right now absolutely buzzing with energy. It's going to be an amazing game. Cristiano Ronaldo is now a Manchester United player. He's been turning up. Well, Jadon Sancho has been a shadow of himself. Let's see what these teams have to offer. It's going to be an amazing, amazing um, weekend action. I'm looking forward to it. And the, the the weekend ends with Spurs against Chelsea. The first test for um you know this new buzzing Chelsea side and Nuno Espirito Santos Tottenham Hotspurs. Let's see Harry Kane. Would he come back into the line? Would we see Harry Kane? Uh well, it only it's only a matter of time. The weekend is almost upon us, and let's sit back and enjoy what is a beautiful, beautiful. Um, game week five. Moving to the Spanish La Liga. Well, Atletico Madrid, how many lives do they have? They've been lucky against Villarreal. They equalized at the last minute, even on the weekend again, at the dying embers of the game. You know, Atletico Madrid um, looking, looking sharp. They have one of the best squads right now in the league. You know, Antoine Griezmann coming back into the line. Antoine Griezmann and Luis Suarez up front. You know, Ja Felix, Chura. They have diverse players. And uh, Angel Correa looking like a different player. Having won the Copa America. Playing fantastic football for Atletico Madrid. Let's see what they can offer. You know, Real Madrid with Vinicius looking like a different team. They're looking like a monstrosity right now. Uh, Football Club Barcelona with a game in hand. They didn't play um, over the weekend. Uh, they had a match against Seville, but due to uh, the South American qualifications, that match was postponed. Um, but let's see what's going to happen this weekend. Actions across uh, the, the uh, across the La Liga this weekend. Uh, let's look at what is going to transpire in the league the fixtures starting hot right off the bat we are going to be looking at 
Atletico Madrid going up against Athletic Club Bilbao. One very, very difficult team. Two sides that can play high-tempo football. You know, uh, Bilbao on their day, a very, very difficult side to beat. Atletico also a very difficult side to beat. I think this is going to be a test of Atleti's resolve. Uh, I personally think it's going to be another draw for Atleti. Uh, but let's see, you know, Antoine Griezmann is back. Uh, he tried at Barcelona, but he wasn't the man for Barca. But everyone knows that Antoine Griezmann in uh, uh, Atletico Madrid is, uh, is a force to reckon with. You know, let's see what can happen. Atleti looking um, to defend their title. Can they do it? It's not big. They've not done that in quite some time. This is their second um, you know, La Liga trophy in about 15 years. So let's see what Atletico Madrid can come up with over the weekend. It is Real Madrid against Valencia, Real Betis against Espanyol, Real Sociedad against Sevilla, and Football Club Barcelona wraps up the action on Monday against Granada at the Colosseum of Football Camp Nou in Barcelona. That is it for all uh, the weekend's action across la liga and the premier league what are you looking forward to are your teams gonna finish with all three points are they gonna go with one point or if they bow their heads in shape and go home with nothing it all boils down to the weekend the weekend is nearly here so let's just sit back relax and enjoy what will be a beautiful weekend of one of our most loved sports football and that wraps up today's show it's been an amazing time it's always a beautiful time to discuss football with friends i hope you enjoyed the episode uh like i said at the beginning you can always follow us on instagram and twitter at lr with Roseviews. you can check it in the link in the description of the episode uh you can listen to all our podcast episodes on spotify anchor google podcast uh the locker room with rose of views we have several done several episodes this is the second season uh if you love the content share with your friends you can comment on our social media platforms we always always reply uh you can just comment down on the post for this episode on twitter or instagram share with your friends uh let's enjoy the beautiful game of football together stay safe enjoy your weekend